0: Hogwarts Hogwarts, 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 teach us something new. Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And today we are starting a two-episode? Yeah. Uh, two-episode duology, I guess, <laughs> where we're going to talk about some of the notable homesteads in the wizarding world. (laughs) And today is going to be Weasley themed. So we're going to be talking about the burrow and shell cottage. The two best homes. Yeah.
1: Our patron of the episode is Leia. Thank you Leia for your boundless support. (laughs) And for always uh, messaging us when we Say, oh, let us know your favorite thing or whatever. <laughs> Leia always pulls through and sends us an Instagram DM answering our shouts into the void. Yeah. Do we have any announcements?
0: It's the last episode in Pride Month, so Happy Pride. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: okay cool <laughs> um i'm gonna start talking about the borough uh so yeah as katie mentioned we're gonna be discussing weasley family homes today so that's the borough and shell cottage and since we don't really know a ton about shell cottage it's mostly gonna be about the borough which like rightfully so it could probably deserve its own episode Um, so just starting off with a little, like, background and history, um, the borough is obviously, like, the Weasley family home, and it grew as the family grew, um, with Molly and Arthur adding new levels and bedrooms as they had more kids, uh, to accommodate their growing family, and it's said, it's, like, mentioned that it's held up by magic on the wiki, Um, I guess this has always been like kind of obvious because like in the descriptions like it doesn't look like a particularly stable building or like it should, like it looks like it's kind of defying gravity in some ways, but I guess I don't really understand like how that sort of magic works, whether it's like a one time spell that you cast and then it's like not going to fall over or is it like... Arthur casts the spell, and it's, like, kind of, like, always ongoing. And, like, sometimes he, like, recasts it or, like, strengthens it in some way. Um, I guess I don't I don't fully understand. And, like, I feel like in a lot of other, like, magic universes, you, they talk about, like, the draining of, like, power. But that's not really a thing in the Harry Potter world. So if it's this, like, ongoing spell that, like, Arthur or Molly casts... We don't have, like, the language or even the knowledge to know if that's, like, constantly, like, kind of draining their resources or their energy in some way. Um, So, I don't know. Maybe they just, like, cast a one-time spell and it's, like, this isn't going to fall over. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, like, imaginary stilts holding it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the burrow is located on the outskirts of Ottery St. Catchpole. Um, which is said to be in Devon, England. Um, and it's supposed to be like a muggle town, but historically has also been a large settlement for wizarding families. So it's not, as we know, like Hogsmeade's the only all wizard, uh, settlement. So this is kind of like Godric's Hall or whatever, where, uh, muggles and wizards are sort of living side by side. Um, even though the borough is a bit on the outskirts, and I think like Molly mentions once that she doesn't even think the postman like knows where it is, or knows it exists. So we do know of like quite a few families that live around Ottery St Catchpole. Obviously the borough. Um, we know the Diggory house is nearby. We hear that the Fawcett house, um, which is home to Miss Fawcett of Ravenclaw. Uh, I don't know when we hear that, but oh, that might be a That might be a Hogwarts mystery thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the Lovegood house, um, because when the Lovegoods come to Bill and Flair's wedding, uh, it's like mentioned that they just like came over the hill. Um, In town, we know there's a muggle paper shop and a post office. And then also Stoats Head Hill is just outside town. And this is where they take the portkey from um, in order to go to the Quidditch World Cup. And so there was a little blurb about Ottery St. Caspal on the lexicon, and it says, It's not a real town in England. However, it is described as being on the south coast of England, and it's almost certain that the town is along the Otter River because of its name. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of cute, because like, uh, Hermione's Patronus is an otter, and Ron yeah. grew up along the Otter River. Aww. Aww.
0: It was meant to be. <laughs>
1: Um, And it says, there is, in fact, a village called Ottery St. Mary near Exeter, um, which is just a couple miles from the coast, so this might have been, like, an inspiration there. And also in that same general area, there is a farm called The Burrow, which has a hill near it called Stoat Hill, instead of Stoat's Head. So, it seems likely that the author maybe took a drive through there at one point, uh, for some inspiration. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like, um, a cool little area, and I always liked the name Ottery St. Catchpole. I thought it, like, it just, like, sounds very, like, English and, like, countryside, like, um, so I did, I did not even know the Otter River was a thing, but I guess
0: that makes sense. So for the first mention, it is in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, or maybe not the first mention. This is, oh well, yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Besides Ron just saying like home, I kind of yeah, meant for you like to do house. like the first yeah, description. Yeah. This is the first description.
0: Yeah. Um, in the chapter entitled The Burrow. Oh wait, I feel like I don't know if you mentioned this in your beginning because I was kind of not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I was posting. I was posting an Instagram story. I was being productive. Um, but I think it's kind of funny. Do weasels live in a burrow? Do we? know? Do uh. have... But even even if they don't, you know, like I feel like it's the type of like it's you know. I feel like it's an allusion to that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it kind of has like a rodent Yeah. Oh, wait, they do, wait. Underground burrows. What, what do weasel holes look like? <laughs> <laughs> While these animals can den in tree trunks or debris piles, they often dig weasel holes to better suit their needs. Underground burrows can be up to 10 feet long with two entrances near the surface. Uh, yes, they do. They do dig their own burrows. Um, and they sometimes take over other animals' burrows. That's interesting. Huh.
0: But yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry. Good. I never even picked that up. I just like wow. saw it written on the book that I'm looking at I was like, oh. Yeah. Because I feel like so, sometimes when you like say it, it's like, obviously I don't mean that. Yeah, you know what I mean. If it's like a what is that, a homonym, yeah. um, anyways. Let me find where it is. Okay, so again, this is Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets, Chapter Three, The Burrow. Harry with Fred, George, and Ron just landed in the Ford Anglia after them breaking him out of Fort Privet Drive. They had landed next to a tumble down garage in a small yard, and Harry looked out for the first. Time at Ron's house. It looked as though it had once been a large stone pig pen, but extra rooms had been added here and there until it was several several stories high and so crooked it looked as though it were held up by magic, which Harry reminded himself it probably was. Four or five chimneys were perched on top of the red roof. A lopsided sign stuck in the ground, stuck in the ground near the entrance read the Burrow. Around the front door lay a jumble of rubber rubber boots and a very rusty cauldron. Several fat brown chickens were pecking their way around the yard. It's not much, said Ron. It's wonderful, said Harry.
1: Wait, is this not where Ron says he doesn't say, but it's home?
0: I think it's only in the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Ron is just an ungrateful... Yeah. ...in the books. Um um I love
1: that description.
0: Yeah. It's very, you know, the author has some very good descriptions that I've noticed throughout doing these first mentions. I think Hagrid is definitely one that like sticks out. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can definitely picture what she's describing and this is one of those, I think mm-hmm
1: so since i don't know feel i feel like since we're talking about kind of the appearance of the borough with this first mention how do you feel about the way it is depicted in the movies
0: i think it's pretty okay Mm-hmm. um I like that you can distinctly see, you know, there's that, like, bottom kind of, like, wooden round mm-hmm. section, and then you can see, like, it was built up. I think it could have gone a little bit more whimsical, but I think they probably could have gone a little bit more whimsical with a lot of things yeah. in the movies. Um, but I think for the most part, it's good. I think the inside, especially in Chamber of the Secrets, is really cool. Chamber of the Secrets. Did I say that? Chamber of <laughs> Secrets?
1: Um, yeah, I think the kitchen is really well done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. I wish we had seen more of, like, Ron's room and, like, the other rooms. Yeah. But I do love that yeah. scene in Half-Blood Prince where everybody's, like, shouting down from different balconies, yeah. like, Harry's here, Harry's here, because, like, I've always kind of imagined that the, like, the floors in the burrow are just, like, a little bit... You know, like, I don't know if there's really full floors between yeah, each of them. You yeah, know they definitely. could go, like, sideways. So I think yeah. that that captures kind of that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I think the, like, I think it's in Half-Life Prince when you see the living room, and I think that's, like, not very... I think they didn't go far enough with the eclecticness on that. Yeah. Um. I feel like I, I'm fine. I, I like the actual structure. Yeah. But... I feel like they didn't do a whole bunch with, like, the outside area. Yeah. Um... Like, I think one of the things about, like, the descriptions we get in the book is, like, the garden and, like, how they sometimes eat outside and the gnomes and all the stuff piled up and, like, the orchard where they play Quidditch. Like, I feel like there's, like... I feel like the, like, details around it are kind of gone and in the movies, it's just, like, in this open field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, it's not bad. No, no, it's definitely not bad. I think it's one of I think settings, they do really well in the movies for the most part. Yeah, I think that, like, wardrobe is maybe a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think settings, like, I mean, Hogwarts is Amazing. Hogwarts and the like, the, the Ministry Promo of Magic room. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like sets they do a generally like a pretty good job of.
1: Yeah, I guess my biggest complaint about the movie was like I would have wanted to see more. Like I yeah. think the only time we really see Ron's room is like that weird scene. Is that also half of Prince when they're, like, they have the, like, yeah newspaper burning between the three of them? But, like, it doesn't, like, it just looks like they're sitting around a table. I think it's supposed yeah. to be Ron's room, but, like, there's, like, no, like, Chudley and stuff
0: on the wall. Yeah, you whatever. get a glimpse of his room in the beginning of Goblet of Fire. Just for a little bit, like, when they both wake up. Right before oh, they go yeah. to the Quidditch Bowl yeah. Cup. Um, but, yeah, other than that... not much yeah okay
1: so uh now we're just gonna go through some of the like visits to the borough um which when i was like making this list i was like oh there's gonna be a
0: ton to write but there's really not like no the time at the bro is like and harry spent the next weeks at the borough eating good food and spending time with the people he loves and we're on the Hogwarts Express (laughs) right
1: and like okay so like he doesn't go there at all in Sorcerer's Stone obviously so the first time he visits the borough is this summer of
0: nineteen ninety two, um when Ron Fred and George 1992 yeah is that what I said I think you. Oh, I thought I. I thought you said eighty two, but I could have just misheard you. Nineteen
1: eighty two, when Harry was but a wee boy.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, they like rescue him and bring him to the borough to stay for a few weeks. I think it's a few weeks. I meant to fact check that, but I didn't know. It just has question marks. Chamber of Secrets. What. At, like, what? When do they. What's the date of when they rescue him? It's after his birthday. I think. So it's, like, less than a month.
0: Okay, so in the chapter right before the burrow, he's, like, speaking to himself, and it says supposing he was alive in another four weeks, what would happen if he didn't turn up at Hogwarts? Oh. And then Ron shows up. So for, like, the end, it's. Does it is it the opening his birthday?
1: The first the first chapter, cause he like he like has a cake from.
0: Well. The... Yeah, cause the first chapter is called the worst birthday. So this must be the like a week later. Then I guess like the beginning of. September. Yeah. August. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. So, it must be end of August. It must be, like, a month later. Because if it's four weeks... Oh, no. Beginning of August. Because if it's four weeks until September 1st... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, first week of August. Yeah.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Um, So, he spends a few weeks there. Uh, and... This is, like, as far as, like, things we see in the books, I feel like it's kind of just, like, a montage. Um, but it is, like, the first time he goes to Diagon Alley is... Or not the first time. <laughs> the first time he uses blue powder is from the Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time he goes to Nocturne Alley. First time he goes to Nocturne Alley. That's very true. And I think that, they like, Harry has, like, a wonderful time. And they, like... Not Nocturne Alley. At the borough. <laughs> uh, and they, like... I think that... He plays Quidditch with Fred and George and Ron, I believe. Um, And this is, like, the whole period of time that Ginny's obsessed with Harry. And she's just, like, running away from him at every chance. And this is the iconic scene in the movie. Where her eyes just, like, get so high. And then Molly tells her that her jumper is on the cat. Tell the cat, dear. Um, And this is, like, Harry... Harry feels like I feel like this is the the next place after Hogwarts where he's like this is home like I could call this place home and I think he like I don't know I think it's interesting like for him to see having grown up without a loving home like I think he's just so enthralled with it and the Weasley family as a whole but I think it's like also really sad just like to imagine him seeing these things and like knowing it's something that he, like, missed out on as a child. So yeah. it's really sad. But, um, it's immediately, like, he feels at home there, and the Weasleys just, like, totally take him in. I mean, like, Arthur doesn't even notice he's there, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Um. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Speaking of Privet Drive, so last, last episode... What was the episode where we were talking about how, like, I don't think it really, I think one of the biggest, like, logic leaps in the series is that, like, Petunia and Vernon did, wouldn't want Harry to go to Hogwarts. Mm, yeah. about yeah. that so one of the girls at school started watching the harry potter movies for the first time and so every time i'd go talk to her she had like had all of these questions about it yeah. and one of the things she asked was like why don't they want him to go to hogwarts don't they hate him i was like yeah. girl don't even get me started <laughs> go to q um
1: Okay, so then we don't go to the Burrow at all in Prisoner of Azkaban because Harry just goes straight to the, um, the Leaky Cauldron and then straight to Hogwarts from there and he doesn't leave for Christmas or anything. Um, so then the summer of 1994 is the next time and this is when the Weasleys again retrieve Harry from Four Private Drive ahead of the Quidditch World Cup, this time using uh, flu powder. And this is, like, a really, like, hop in time at the barrow because everyone is there. So, like, Bill and uh, Charlie are back home. I couldn't think of Charlie's name for a second. I could only think of the name George. And I was like, he's always there. And Percy (laughs) is, like, living at home while working at the ministry. Um, So he's always, like, yelling at people for, I don't know, distracting him, being too loud um and then Hermione is also staying at the borough so it's like it's kind of a packed house I think this means that like every person is sharing a bedroom except for Percy right like Ron and Harry yeah. are together Hermione and Ginny and Fred and George always share and I think Bill and Charlie share when they're home so
0: yeah so <laughs> he's like the only one um this is also the first time Hermione ever went to the borough yes yeah which I think is really interesting because like I don't know I feel like we always talk about like Harry and Hermione at the borough, Harry and Hermione yeah. and Ron, like, spending their summers and Christmas breaks together. But at the beginning of the book, like, they did that at Hogwarts. Yeah, so. Like, exactly. they spend, like, Christmas at Hogwarts those years.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I don't, they're, I think they're there for, like, a few days this time because they go away for the World Cup, and um, I think they might have some time when they get back, but it's kind of just a blur. And so it's just, like, hanging out at the borough. And this is the first time I think that they like oh they eat dinner outside because there's so many of them that they can't fit in the kitchen like, it's like it's a, it just seems like such a like, joyous like bustling time, you know and like the whole family's home for the holidays and there's always just like, people around like this is the the vibe you get.
0: Sorry, I'm posting in that Facebook group too. <laughs> Yeah, so then in order, we actually don't see the burrow because they go to Grimold Place both before school starts and for Christmas break. Um, So this book is burrowless. <laughs> in Half-Blood Prince, we do end up back at the burrow because since Sirius' death, I guess like the... The ownership of the borough is a little bit, or wow, the ownership of Grimold Place is like a little bit iffy. Like, I guess they know that Harry owns it, but like, they don't want to go back because creature and that whole situation. So, the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix has been relocated to the borough. So, Harry and Hermione do spend the weeks leading up to school. At the borough. and I I meant to check the date on this as well, but it's because like Dumbledore comes to get Harry and takes him to see Slughorn, and I think it's pretty early on in the summer, but I don't know mm-hmm. specifically when, and I don't have my Half Blood Prince book within arm's reach, um, so. Hermione is already there when he shows up at the burrow and Fred and George are mostly gone this time because Mm -hmm. they are crashing at, I can't remember whether they had like bought the flat at this point or whether this was the point where they were just kind of like crashing in the office. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because I do think like their room was had a bunch of packages in it. So like it's not like anybody else had taken over the room yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do they spend most of their time not at the borough anymore. But Bill and Fleur have moved in at this point. So this is the summer that Ginny and Hermione are just mean girls to Fleur. Um, Because Bill moved back to England after the events of Order of the Phoenix and gobbled of fire to, like, be closer and to presumably, like, help out in the war effort. Harry and Hermione also come back and spend Christmas break at the Burrow. And this is where, like, Harry talks to Arthur and Lupin about how He thinks that Draco's a Death Eater, and they're like, You're being ridiculous. Like, there's no way that's the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Harry and Ginny are not dating at this point, but there is tension. Mm -hmm. The shoe, the shoe. (laughs) Because I'm trying to, because all I can think of about this Christmas break. At the bro, all I can see is scenes from the movie. Like, I can't extrapolate what actually happened in the book. But I do feel like there was at least some tension. There's always tension. (laughs) Um... And this is also the scene where, like, everybody's sitting and listening to the queen, Celestina Warbeck, and Fleur is disrespecting her. Yes. Um, oh, Fleur's lowest she's... moment. <laughs> it really is. It's, that's, that moment right there is why she didn't make my top five characters. <laughs> I can't I cannot stand for it the slander why isn't Celestina Warbeck in your top 5 <laughs> oh why wasn't she in your top 5 things oh she definitely maybe she was, She was 6 she just, <laughs> just missed the cut um but yeah anyways so there's lots of tension in the borough between Harry and Ginny but also between Molly and Fleur yeah that's true Um, And I feel like Molly's also a mean girl. Oh,
1: Hermione's not there. Hermione's not there at this point, obviously. Yeah.
0: For Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misspoke. I had her there, but she and Ron are not on the best of terms at the moment. (laughs) They're not on any
1: terms.
0: (laughs) Because she she spends it with her parents, and I think like Harry asked her, and she was like, "It was actually pretty boring."
1: (laughs) Isn't there also tension though with? Tonks and... Lupin? Lupin. Because I I think, think, like... Tonks, like, Molly tries to get Tonks to stay. And then, like, she knows Lupin's coming, so she leaves. Like, I don't think they're ever both there at the same time. But, like, there's something... You know there's
0: something going on. I'm trying to think, because, like, at the beginning of Half-Blood Prince, we overhear that conversation between Tonks and Molly, where she's like, you should stay, because, like... Harry's like, oh, like, Mo- like Molly's trying to push Tonks on Bill. Yeah. So, the t- the relationship timeline between Tonks and Lupin is kind of confusing. Because I feel like at this point, they maybe had, like, kind of dated. And then yeah. Lupin shut it down. Yeah. And then they start back up again after Dumbledore dies. Because they're like, we've got nothing to lose. He yeah. kind of gets, like, shaken. Um. But I don't know whether they had actually been dating before this at all, or if, like, Tonks has just been trying to get him mm-hmm. to date her. hmm Because that's, like, a little bit unclear. Because of how it, secondary yeah. they become. Yeah. Because, like, anyway. her, her Patronus is already the wolf at the beginning of Half-Blood yeah. Prince. Yeah. So there's she's like already presumably like in love with him Mm -hmm. at this point but we don't know like they haven't dtr'd yet (laughs) to be fair i don't think they dtr until they get until they're engaged (laughs) i guess like are they even engaged ever they're just like we're married (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) uh anyways um the borough does not burn down. Did I already say that? That is not, in fact, a thing that happens. Um, oh God! I love how in the movies they're just like, "This is the most devastating thing ever." Like the burrow's in and, and, like, and then seven, back they're just together. like,
1: "Okay, we're gonna throw up." Wedding here.
0: <laughs> it's like you got you gotta like pick one or the other. I feel like. <laughs> uh. That's, like, spoiler alert for Stranger Things. That's, like, at the end of Season 3 when they kill Hopper off. And then he just is back in Season 4. It's, like... What? That's nothing to me, but... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And lastly, in Deathly Hallows, we mostly only see... Or we only see the Burrow at the beginning of the book. But we do spend the good beginning portion of the book at the Burrow. um, Because... ever since the Battle of the Seven Potters, which I believe is, like, on Harry's birthday? Or right after? Because don't uh, they, like, wait for the trace to be broken right, and then go... F- right
1: before. Or it's the night. It's the night of his birthday, I think. The, yeah. I, th- I think like, the night like before.
0: That. Yeah. Um, and then I think the wedding is... In August. Yeah. They also have a birthday party for Harry. Yeah. So I guess maybe they're not there for that long. Like a month. A few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so like after the Battle of the Seven Potters, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are at the burrow and they immediately get thrown into wedding prep because Molly doesn't want them to have time to... Hunt for Horcrux prep, <laughs> um, and so they spend like the weeks that they're at the burrow, like cleaning, prepping for the wedding, and then the wedding happens, and they immediately leave mm-hmm. because the wedding gets infiltrated, and they start their hunt for Horcruxes. Yeah, and that's the we, we see the burrow. never see the burrow again. Yeah,
1: sad. Okay. Um, so, there's actually, like, a pretty good section on the wiki, um, about, like, the, with, that's compiled, like, descriptions of the various rooms and, like, kind of a layout of the burrow. So, just starting with, like, the exterior, which I mentioned earlier, um, there's a quote from the book that says, The garden was large, and in Harry's eyes, exactly what a garden should be. The Dursleys wouldn't have liked it. There were plenty of weeds. Did you read this? Okay, there were plenty of I don't know if this was part of the first mention (laughs) Uh, the Dursleys wouldn't have liked it there were plenty of weeds and the grass needed cutting but there were gnarled trees all around the walls plants Harry had never seen spilling from every flower bed and a big green pond full of frogs Um, and we also know that it has like a gnome infestation if you will Um, And they often, the kids are often tasked with denoming the garden. Uh, But Arthur thinks that the gnomes are, like, kind of funny, so he doesn't, like, I don't know what the necessary, like, things to keep the gnomes out of the garden would be, but he doesn't do them. So the gnomes just always come back and then Molly makes the kids throw the gnomes out so it's like this endless
0: cycle <laughs> um throwing gnomes is one of the best parts of the Harry Potter Lego game in the <laughs> chamber of secrets
1: I love that um so also there's like a garage for mr Weasley's toys um I think this is that's even in the movies once Arthur like takes Harry in there to Talk to him about is it during christmas i think yeah that's Half-Blood christmas prince? of
0: half-blood prince because they're like yeah. out at the Burrow and like arthur's talking to him about this is when they have the draco is the death eater conversation maybe or, i think so they're having some sort of serious conversation yeah
1: um there's also a chicken coop as katie mentioned in the first mention there's like chickens walking around the yard So I guess maybe there's not much of a coop. Like, they just kind of free-roam, free-range chickens. Um, And then there's the broom shed out back. I think it actually was, like, originally an outhouse, and the kids, like, changed it into a broom shed. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously the infamous broom shed that Jenny used to sneak into to steal the boys' brooms. (laughs) Um, And related to that, uh, like... I think it's still technically, like, their property, but it's a little ways away. There's the orchard where the kids grew up playing Quidditch. And it's mentioned that, like, the orchard has, like, tall trees so they can play Quidditch without fear of being discovered. Um, I don't know if they have, like, hoops set up. I guess they must if they play. Or I don't know if they just kind of play, like, they just, like, toss the quaffle back and forth. Um, But, yeah, the exterior is very, like... It's, like, isolated and they have, like, a ton of land around and there's all these, like, little quirky things. Um, and in the garden is where, like, yeah, they sometimes have, like, dinners out there and stuff. Um, like Harry's birthday dinner in Seven, I believe they have out in the garden because there's not enough room in the kitchen. And so the kitchen opens out onto the garden. It's on the first floor. And it's like always depicted as like crowded with pots and pans and like cooking books all over the place. Um, And like usually there's something on the stove that Molly's just like left cooking. Uh, Or like the dishes are washing themselves in the sink or whatever. Um, The kitchen has a table that apparently can seat eight. I think this is in the wiki description from the movie set, but like why wouldn't their table be able to seat nine people? (laughs) Like, I feel like your kitchen table has to be, like, baseline can fit everyone in the immediate family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe well, so. Okay. I think, like, like the kids are rarely ever there, though. So, like, I kind of get it. And the also, kids. I could see it fitting eight because, like, by the time Bill left, for the most part, like, Ginny was so young, she didn't, like, need a wheelchair. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, is Bill Bill's like almost ten years older than Ginny?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like she would have been in a high chair, not like a normal chair. Yeah. <laughs> before he left for Hogwarts, uh,
1: the kitchen is also apparently the place with a fireplace connected to the flu Network, um, and the living room is described as like large and cozy with sofa and sitting chair. Um, and it also has a large fireplace. It has the wireless set that they listen to Celestina Warbeck on, a huge wooden bookshelf. And then this is where the clock with the locations of all nine members of the Weasley family typically lives. Um, it does reach a point when everybody's pointed to mortal peril and uh, Molly just carries it around with her. Um, to all parts of the house. Uh, a low point for Molly. <laughs> um, and the living room is also notably, it's where, like, the order gathered after the Battle of Seven Potters. Because they, like, put George on the couch when he lost his ear. And then everybody kind of gathers in there and they toast to, uh, Moody's death, um, in there. It's also yeah. where Scrimgeour reads Dumbledore's will. To Last the trio. will and
0: testament. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like, not to minimize George's pain, but I feel like if I were to lose like a an appendage on my body, I feel like an ear would be pretty high up there. Oh, like that you would want to lose if you had to yeah. choose one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
1: Because like I might the, choose to sacrifice like a toe or a finger first.
0: I feel like I, I definitely want to do a finger. I don't. But I like mean, maybe a like finger on my left hand or your
1: pinky finger. Or it's your a middle finger on my finger left hand.
0: hand? Yeah, my left hand yeah. already useless to As
1: me. long as, as long as it's not your index or your thumb. Yeah,
0: but I don't know. Because like the the outer the outer part of your ear, I feel like serves no actual purpose, right? Because, like, the hearing is all on the inside. Well, yeah, but the like ear the shapes yeah. such a, to, like,
1: capture the sound waves, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... Like, like I
1: think you can still
0: hear in that side, but yeah, I don't think it's... it's probably just not as good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, also, I... aesthetically, it's a little... Yeah, you can't ever wear sunglasses. That would be a real. I mean, you, I mean, sh- I'm sure you can modify sunglasses so that they would work, like monocle sunglasses, <laughs> or like, but, like, oh my like gosh, mon- those like... sunglasses that don't ha- that just have the frames on the front. Have you seen those? And somehow they stay on people's faces. I don't I understand, don't understand that. That's magic, that. right there. Um. Anyways,
1: you can wear like you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rex Yeah, just tie them.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah better george than harry yeah but why does harry need glasses there's magic (laughs) anyways um so getting into the specifics of the bedrooms is a little bit I don't fully understand it. It's kind of like the class schedule at Hogwarts. It's mm-hmm. like, you think that if you write it down, it'll make sense, but it actually makes less sense. Okay. Um, to me, anyways. I think, I mean, I think this is better than the class schedule at Hogwarts. So, the borough has most likely six bedrooms. Arthur and Molly have their own bedroom, and the children generally share either with each other or with guests when they're home. Like, Ron does not have his own room that often. Also, in the first mention, I said that the burrow has four to five chimneys. Where all those fireplaces are is unclear. (laughs) So, first, there's on the first floor, we have Ginny's room. Um, it's small but bright and overlooked the orchor- orchard where they played Quidditch. She decorated her room with posters of the Weird Sisters and the Hollyhead Harpies, Captain Gwenog Jones. Hermione would often stay in Ginny's room whenever she was around, as well as Fleur stayed in her room over Christmas break because I guess like oh. Bill had to share with somebody else maybe I don't or did Molly no, just not Charlie let...
1: wasn't around I think Molly just didn't just love let, their room
0: so Bill had his own room the entire time and then Fleur had to just share with Jenny. yeah it's kind of messed up Molly not gonna lie um then on the second floor we have two bedrooms one is the fred and george bedroom so they shared a room and it was pretty common for explosive sounds to be coming out of it um but when harry stayed at the borough this summer of 1996 he slept in fred and george's room so that i guess like him and ron could both have their own rooms because like i said fred and george like weren't really around um and so that's why we have like all of the boxes of all of their stuff that's why we see them but the twins came back for christmas so them and bill stayed in this room over christmas is what it said Mm -hmm. so maybe some of the order members stayed over over christmas because they really had to condense the rooms i -hmm. don't know um But there's also Percy's room on the second floor, and this one overlooked the garden. And Percy often complained about sharing a floor with Fred and George because of the constant explosive sounds that would annoy his peace and quiet. But Percy always gets... Do people move into Percy's room? I don't think so. It says Percy's room was abandoned after he left. Like, I think Molly was, like... Like, keeps it as a shot. (laughs) But (laughs) until, until, apparently Fleur and Gabrielle stayed there over a wedding weekend. Molly became very desperate for rooms at this point. So, Uh. I guess she finally relented.
1: Because don't her and Arthur sleep in the living room?
0: Yeah, because she gives the Delacours her room. So... Overview that's three bedrooms on the first two floors. okay, the third floor we have bill and char bill slash Charlie's room and this is where I'm most confused. So Bill has his own room when he moved back to the country um because obviously Charlie is not staying there anymore, but like I said. Okay, okay, here we go. So, like I said, Bill shared with Fred and George the Christmas of Half-Blood Prince because Lupin stayed over at the Uh, house and was in this room. Okay. But nobody was in Percy's room still. That one was left empty. It was a little (laughs) bit. I guess it was Percy's, like, first Christmas. Molly was, like, keeping it open for him. Yeah, just in case. Because I guess, like, she did invite him and he does show up.
1: Yeah, just with the minister.
0: Yeah. So again, to recap, that's one, two, three, four bedrooms, and then we have Arthur and Molly's. It's apparently on the fourth floor, and it's near Bill and Charlie's room. And there, this is just I. This we don't really have any information about this room. Like this is the wiki, just kind of guessing. Uh huh. And then we have Ron's room at the very top. Um, Ron had a small room at the top of the house right beneath the attic. His room was decorated with posters for the Chili Cannons. And Harry normally stayed in this room when he was here. The walls were also painted bright orange. So really got a theme going on there. (laughs) So again, at the beginning of this, it said that it had at least six bedrooms one, two, three, four... But that's five bedrooms that they listed out. So I'm confused. Yeah.
1: Wait. Molly and Arthur. Have, yeah. Bill and Jenny, Charlie. And Bill Jenny. and Charlie.
0: Fred and George. Percy. Wrong. Oh, no, it is six. Okay. But, okay, so my question is, did Percy and Ron always have their own bedrooms or did at one point because it doesn't make sense to me that Bill and Charlie would have grown up sharing a room because mm. if like I guess unless they only had one bedroom until Percy was along and like they were already sharing and so they like they might as well just stay
1: yeah or maybe you know like I mean? like Ginny's room one of them was in Ginny's room. And then when
0: Ginny was yeah, born, yeah, she overtook like, like, like Bill's together. room yeah. they were so. And then Bill just would come home and share, like he lost yeah. his room when he went to Hogwarts, because yeah. Ginny always had her own room. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of messed up that Percy just gets his own room, though. I think it's like Ron gets Bill his own. Bill and Charlie
1: would rather be together. Yeah, and obviously that's Fred true. and George want to be. Like I think.
0: I think it, wants it was to probably
1: like two people we were going to share out of the three oldest
0: and Bill and Charlie were like we'll share. We don't want yeah, like whenever they came around. Yeah. So for the for pretty much all of the books except for the first book, Molly and Bill, well, Molly and Bill. Molly and Arthur have a 6 bedroom house. Mm. With just them in it, and apparently their room isn't even on the bottom floor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it seems kind of sad, yeah, empty, yeah, oh, okay, well, but that is a job why did you okay, an overview, oh. Just to cover all my bases, the <laughs> ghouls' room was the attic. That is where... There is a seventh bedroom. There is. Okay.
1: So, after all that discussion on the barrow, I feel like we just have, like, a few things to say about Shell yeah. Cottage. Um, so, just general background. Um. I don't know what this is... Oh, okay, this is a quote from the book when they're at Shell Cottage uh, in Deathly Hallows, so just to get a little description. It says, Bill and Fleur's cottage stood alone on a cliff overlooking the seas, its walls embedded with shells and whitewashed... Dot, dot, dot. When Wherever Harry went inside the tiny cottage or its garden, he could hear the constant ebb and flow of the sea, like the breathing of some great slumbering creature. He spent much of the next few days making excuses to escape the crowded cottage, craving the clifftop view of the open sky and wide, empty sea and the feel of cold, salty wind on his face. Shell Cottage just sounds so, like, picturesque, like, Mm. and, like, peaceful and serene. Um, so it's located on the outskirts of Tinworth Cornwall, obviously near the coast, on the coast. Um, Tinworth is another wizarding community that I think is mentioned when like Hermione is reading aloud from like history of magic maybe at one point and it mentions like Ottery St. Catchpole, Godric's Hollow, and Tinworth as like towns that are muggle towns but are uh have become like kind of hubs for wizarding families um so another town that there's a lot of wizard wizards living there Um, and the cottage itself used to be owned by an aunt of the Weasley family before Bill and Fleur. Or potentially is still owned by the aunt and Bill and Fleur just lived there. Um, and the Weasleys, like, went there as kids, I suppose, on, like, vacation or whatever. Um, so it is, like, a family house and, like, there are ties to it besides. Like, it's not like Bill and Fleur just, like, bought it when they got married.
0: yes um then i just have a little bit about kind of its involvement and basically just whenever we see it in deathly hallows so bill and fleur moved into it right after the wedding and it served as refuge for ron around like i'm trying to think if we know when he left do they ever talk about how long he was gone uh no because we know he was gone over christmas and at that point yeah he'd been gone for like basically the whole time he was gone because like christmas is when he starts like looking for them again yeah um so i'm gonna say a month sure just everything's a month a few weeks yeah a few weeks four weeks three weeks um when he abandoned Ron and Hermione after he got like a little bit butt hurt about <laughs> I don't know, everything, tell us how you really feel. Um, and he hid here because he was a little wimp and was afraid to face his the rest of his family and admit to them that he abandoned Harry and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, during the hunt for horcruxes. And then we come back to Shell Cottage after the trio plus Dean plus Luna plus Grip Hook plus Ollivander. <laughs> I think that's everybody. Yeah. Plus Dobby for a minute. Um Escape Malfoy Manor. This is where they operate to. Um Luna and Dean and Ollivander leave pretty quickly and go to Aunt Muriel's? At least Dean and Ollivander. I'm not sure about Luna. Did I think stays Luna stays, or not? stays
1: because I think she shows up for the Battle of Hogwarts with Phil and Fleur. Mm. I think she's the one that tells them. Because she mm, gets the SOS. That,
0: yeah. I feel um, like she stays, but... I could, I could see it. Because, like, she can't really go back to her dad, yes. really, at this point. Um, so they say here, just for a couple days, maybe? Like, definitely a very short turnaround. I, mean, I think it's... Yeah, maybe it's, like, a week max.
1: Yeah, because they... Because it's Easter... When they escape Malfoy Manor. And then it's like the beginning of May. Yeah. For some reason. Why do I feel like they escape Malfoy
0: Manor in like late March? I don't know why. I feel like Mm. I've seen that date before. Um, But yeah. It doesn't seem like they spend that much time at Shell Cottage anyway. Like even if it is a little bit longer. Actual timeline wise. If you try to plan it out. Like in the book. It doesn't seem like they're there. They are there for very long at all. Yeah. Because um, this is where they find out about. They question Ollivander about the wand. And they question Griphook about what could possibly be in Bellatrix's vault. And this is where Harry realizes that there's probably a Horcrux in Gringotts. And mm-hmm. they devise the plan to break into Gringotts. But they definitely don't spend as much time planning this break-in as the ministry of magic break-in no. earlier in the book um and then they pretty quickly leave and then like boom 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 the battle of Hogwarts. like yeah. there is not much time in between them leaving chel cottage and the battle of Hogwarts.
1: yeah
0: like pretty much like 48 hours probably And then this is where, after the war, Bill and Fleur stay, and this is where they raise their three children. Yep. Kind of a nice place to grow up. Yeah, I would love that. But yeah, so that's all <laughs> we have on Show Cottage, really. We don't have that much at all. Pop quiz time? Yeah, so today's pop quiz is if you had to name your home, i.e. the Borough Shell Cottage, what would you name your home? Okay. And so... you can take that to mean your family home, your current residence, whatever. Well,
1: so Katie came up with this question as we started recording, and she posted <laughs> it on our channels. And I was really hoping I would get some inspiration from the responses, but nobody responded because I think it's a really hard question. So I don't really have an answer, but I know that I would want it to be, like... Like, okay, there's, like, three categories of names, right? There's, like, Malfoy Manor and just, like, naming it after, like, your family. I don't like that. I think that's kind of boring. There's, like... 12 Grimauld Place, and, like, I think if I had a good address, I might, like, kind of do it by the address. Or, like, I wouldn't do just, like, 12, like, 12 Grimauld Place it's like, the whole address, it but I would do, address, like, yeah. I would maybe call it, like, the street name or something. And then there's, like, the Borough Shell Cottage, and, like, they're more, like, descriptive names, which is, like, what I appreciate the most. Yeah. But I don't have any idea of what I would want to call it. <laughs> like, I think it depends on the house, right? Like, yeah. Um, but, like, con- I don't know. I don't know. Like, growing up, we had, like, a lake house, and we always just called it, like, the camp. Because it was mm. very camp-like. Which I kind of like that. I like the the something. Mm, because I yeah. think it implies, like, it's more of, like, an internal family name. Or, like, people yeah. stay there as opposed to being, like, I am going to Malfoy Manor. You know, yeah. like...
0: Yeah. Because do I the do Malfoy's the, say,
1: like, instead of saying we're going home, they say we're going to Malfoy, Malfoy Manor? like The now, manor. Like. The manor.
0: I do appreciate the alliteration in Malfoy Manor, though. Yeah. Um, so, beach houses... Yeah. Always have names. And that's one of my favorite things to do at the beach is to, like, look at all the beach house names. Because normally they're, like, really funny puns. Yeah. But they're all, like, beach themes. So I can't really, like, carry that over to my, like, actual home. Because I don't live on the beach. Yeah. But my favorite beach house name uh, that we've ever stayed in is the Champagne Chateau. Oh. Um. That's pretty good. And that's not like beach theme, so I feel like that could work, like theoretically, for like anything. Yeah. But my house isn't like champagne chateau ass. No. It's like um, I'm trying like I feel like my house is brick. So I feel like I'm trying to incorporate like brick or something or like bricked like. brick. The yellow brick road. The red brick house. The red brick. <laughs> Um, um yeah I don't know okay <laughs> unanswerable pop <pompous gasps> question uh but I love like obviously so like to preface this we are both Americans obviously and I know that like in the uk slash maybe like Europe in general it is much more common to like have names like these mm-hmm. for houses. Um I don't know. The Brick House, like the song. She's on Burke. <laughs> but you have to say it like that every time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's not even anything like like, my family doesn't really have any place that we, like, have a fun name for, like, growing up, and none of my friends had, like, fun names for their houses.
1: Yeah. You know how Harry Styles just came out with the album? Harry's, Harry's House. Harry's House. My dog's name is Harry's. That is true. So it That's can true. just be Harry's House. Yeah, it could. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna stop saying I'm going home or I'm going to my parents. I'm just gonna say I'm going to yeah. Harry's House. Oh, going back to the street name, I, I I like my street name, but it's way too long for it to mm. incorporate it into. Yeah, the name yeah. of my house, really.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> maybe once someday in many many yeah. many years when I buy my own
0: home, if that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I will for sure be naming my home. I name everything.
1: Like yeah, but I think have names, I think we're gonna like names. need to like see the home and feel yeah, the home.
0: Yeah, I will say so. In Stranger Things, sorry, another Stranger Things reference. But one of the kids have has like a treehouse type mm-hmm. like tent outhouse, and he calls it Castle Byers. So I like Byers is his last name. So I feel like that's also just like kind Castle. of like Castle Dixon, you know. <laughs> but it like it, it doesn't really work because like it's. Ironic because it's like just a tent in the woods, yeah, and yeah, it's called it Castle Byers, so like that's kind of the charm of it. That yeah, it's like not saying my house, like so maybe if you have a tent, it's a home. mansion, but it's not like a tent in the woods, you know what I mean? But <laughs> the irony doesn't really carry over as well. Okay, well, we'll work on it. Yeah, should we wrap
1: this up? Yes, all right. Um, go leave us a reading and a review on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate it and i don't think we've got one in a while
0: (laughs) yeah um also this like i mentioned at the top of the episode this is a two-part series so make sure you come back in two weeks for part two where we talk about all the other ones (laughs) 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 um you can find us on social media at, we're Wizard Studies Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Wizard Studies on Twitter. You can email us at wizardstudiespodcast at gmail.com.
1: As always, thank you so much for listening, and remember just do your best, we'll do the rest.
0: And learn until our brains all rot.